Welcome to A Healthy Conversation with Ben Meskam. You know, like you, I just want people to enjoy being healthy, enjoy being fit and to get the benefits of that because I know when they do, they're happier people, they're you know, more fun to be around, they have more fun. Life's just, you know, just better. Hi there, welcome to A Healthy Conversation with Ben. And today I'm chatting to a gentleman guy called Jim Thorpe. So yeah, my name is Jim Thorpe. I run a company called JT Ethos. We are master personal trainers and we specialise in helping 40 to 60 year olds who suffer from long-term back and neck pain, diabetes, IBS, and then that good old-fashioned middle-age ache, pain and spread. What is the difference between people who are like, you know, in their late teens, early 20s and people who say my age, what kind of differences do you see? At 45, your body's been through a fair old amount. You've got more miles on the clock. Whilst our bodies are designed to regenerate themselves, to replenish and recover, quite honestly, the, the sort of the way we go about looking after our bodies is not good enough to maintain that health and vitality, you know, past the age of 40. So there's an element of miles on the clock. Then the fact that one's metabolism changes, there are stats out there that, that sort of prove that you lose 3% of your muscle mass over the age of 35, I think it is, every single year. So Unless you do something deliberate to change that, you're getting weaker and weaker. You're getting older and older. And yet, certainly in our 40s and, and even into our 50s, you know, you don't want to start you know, reducing your life's activities by 3% every year accordingly. So there becomes a mismatch. What would you say are the key challenges that people our generation face then in terms of being fit and active? What, what are the key well, I, I think generally when people come to see us and when they come to see me, they've generally got an injury and they've got limitations to their abilities, whether that might be something structural with the joints, whether that might be slip discs with the back. The challenge I've got is to get people fit enough to get fit improving posture you know reducing pain sort of looking at the the rest recovery and nutrition strategies that can get them to a point where they can then go and perhaps see somebody like yourself and sort of get fit and and sort of tailor it for them for themselves so the biggest challenge really is people don't know what to do there's too much information out there there is misinformation there's conflicting information it can be i think you know when you're on the receiving end it can become confusing and then I think people understanding that to do something different is, is quite hard work. You know, the easiest option in the world is to carry on doing what you've always done. Um, and that makes it quite simple. Getting people's mindset in the place of going, no, I need to change, you know, a few things quite significantly over a period of time. And then I can, you know, I can get what I want. It's not that I can't have what I want. I just can't have it as easily. And once you get over that mindset shift, actually, the rest of it's quite easy. You know, when you, and you'll know this as well as I do, when you feed the body the right things, when you treat it nicely, you give it a chance to rest, recover and sleep. When you get it moving in a way that nourishes the body and, and sort of, and the body sort of thrives on, it, it, the body does the work for you, you know, and I, you know, I've, you know, I've had people recover from some fairly significant injuries and health concerns and some fairly sizable obstacles over the years. And the, you know, the, the, the big secret really is their bodies are doing the hard work. I'm not. You know, I'm just telling them how to stop holding themselves back in a lot of ways. That probably for my, you know, with my clientele, with my line of work, that, those are probably the two biggest obstacles that, to get people over. Coming back to your first question about, you know, what's different about 40 to 60-year-olds. One of the things that's different is, if, you know, as a 20-year-old, 25, 30, if you want to lose weight or you want to get fit or, you know, whatever, you generally take one of a few options. You get yourself down to the gym or you start working out, you know, four, five, six times a week. 
Okay, you reduce the amount you're eating, you know, you might buy, you know, um, a meal plan off somebody or you might sort of, you know, get some protein shakes going or, or whatever. And you reduce your calorie intake. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, that, that basically, you know, is it all you need to do? Do that for two, three, four weeks and you're seeing good results. You might carry it on a bit more. You might have got enough. It doesn't work at 40 and 45 and 50. You know, you've got to be smarter. You've got to, you know. If you try and throw yourself in the gym, you know, go from nothing to six times a week, you know, you won't last two weeks because your body will fall apart, you know. But if you if you do do things differently, if you work smarter, you can still have all the results. And isn't that the benefit of age? You've got more wisdom, you know, how to do things smarter rather than harder. What are the most common kind of injuries and issues that, that you work with, you and your team? We, we sort of categorise them in kind of three areas, really. The We've got the, the, the back pain guys and girls um, and we don't, I don't take on people who've, you know, had, um, you know, oh, my back's just gone and I'm in spasm and the rest of it. But quite honestly, there are better people, better therapists than me to deal with that. You know, physiotherapists, particularly I share a building with a physio. So, you know, they, I, I sort of refer them on to him. So, but for me, it's people who've had three, four, five, six back episodes over two, three, four years um, the more people they've seen, the more episodes they have, the more excited we get, you know, because that's our bag. You know, long-term back pain and the number of, you know, back when I was working in the gyms, you know, the number of people who've got a bad back who, you know, you could do a, a six-week, 12-week program with, improve flexibility, improve core stability, you know, improve posture. And hey, presto, the back pain went away or reduced drastically. It's not a difficult thing to deal with. It just needs the right exercise program and the right balance of, you know, flexibility, stability and strength, you know, to, to go with it. And unfortunately, I think one of the stats I've heard is um, the, the fitness industry sees more people per week than the NHS or the GPs. I can't quite remember the exact stats, but that's a lot of people in a week. You know, imagine if we were any good. Yeah. You know, imagine no. what society would be like, you know, if the fitness industry could deliver even 70% results for the people going to the gyms. We know, we'd be super fit as a society, but we're not. And I, I dislike that about our industry. But my point is, you know, getting people over long-term back pain, you know, and, and, and low-grade back pain should be dead easy for every personal trainer out there. You know, it really should. You know, certainly the low-grade back pain, maybe not the, the more complicated stuff. So, you know, that's, that's, the, that's one area. The other area where people come into us, often it comes around weight loss, okay? But, it, you know, we're not, um, we're not sort of weight loss people. We're not the sort of people that are going to take you from, um, you, know, a, you know, a three-stone weight loss and 30% body fat down to 8% body fat. You know, I can get, we can get people down to 20%, 15%, but below that, it needs more specialist training than we, we do. But most of the people that come to us with, with weight as part of their problem generally have got um, bowel issues, have got diabetes issues, blood sugar. So their issues are much more, much deeper than that. And, you know, I, I will often say to them that, you know, as a if you've got, you know, IBS, if you have, you know, um, constipation issues, diarrhea issues, bloating issues, you know, issues around your menstrual cycle, polycystic ovaries, any of these things you're not going to lose weight first off, or if you are, you have to throw a load of effort at it and then you'll, you know, you'll, it won't last for you. You've got to get the right, you know, you've got to get the balance and the hormonal balance right first. So, so we then look at diabetics, pre-diabetics, get their blood sugars right. We look at IBS, clean their diet out. And as a, 
almost as a byproduct of that, the weight comes off. And then they'll plateau to a certain point and then they're ready again to go on to people who can help them shed even more if, if they so wish. So, so those are sort of two areas. And then really with the, the, sort, of the, the sort of the 40 to 60 year old you know, middle aged bodies, they, they just want more. They want more energy. They want more sleep. They want more, more of themselves. They want to be more of themselves. You know, they're a bit ground, bit ground down, a bit fatigued. They've tried a few things and they just, just want to be themselves. They, they're naturally optimistic, naturally positive people. They're just not like there at the moment and they want some help to get there. So those, those are the sort of the three categories for us. Yeah, I see, I see that a lot myself. Um, people who've tried lots of different things in the past and it hasn't quite worked. So with regards to back pain then, because I, I mean, I don't know what the stats are, but I do know, or I believe that, you know, uh, back pain is, is very, very common actually amongst the population. So, you know, are there kind of, um, are there sort of common causes of back pain that you see? I know there's good, you know, that or, or, or not really. Okay, so again, a quick, quick stat for you. You know, 90% of all long-term back pain has no specific onset. In fact, 90% of all chronic injuries have no specific onset. So, you know, people don't get hit by a car. They don't have a sporting accident. They don't fall in a pothole or, or anything like that. And basically what that means is something you're doing to yourself, you know, the way one is living one's life is creating a body that is ready to break. And so, you know, one of the, you know, one of the common areas of back pain, inflexibility is, is probably the number one. If you want to bend down and pick some cover off the floor, the way the body works is it works as a system of a, a sort of a kinetic chain, if you like. Like uh, we, we talk about the, the spokes on a, on a bicycle wheel. And part of those spokes involve the calves, the Achilles tendons, they involve the hamstrings, the upper and lower hamstrings, they involve the glutes, they involve the pelvis, and they involve the flexion of the lumbar spine and the lumbar erectors and then the, the thoracic spine. Well, if, for instance, and what happens with the vast majority of people, because we spend a lot of time sat down, they've got tight hamstrings, they've probably got tight calves, they've got tight glutes. So when they look to bend down to reach the floor, then actually the calves, can't, the calves might be 70% giving what they should be. The hamstrings might be giving 50%. So those, you know, that 80% that's got to be made up got to come from somewhere and it comes from the lower back. Well, if you do that a thousand times, your back's not going to be very happy. And so it's going to then create problems and it's going to start to hurt and it's going to create swelling and inflammation. And flexibility is the single biggest cause. Now, I, was, well, I paused there because I was going to say, well, let me flip it around on your head. If you give me one thing to work on somebody with back pain, what is the one thing I would go to? And it would be flexibility. It would be flexibility over core stability. It would be flexibility over strength, 100%. Because without flexibility, you're always going to be overloading that spoke in the, on the tyre and it's always going to grumble. In that case, would you suggest that, let's say the example of back pain is, you know, yeah. is basically caused by the way that people are living their lives, mm. then... So say, for example, we're living in what I call COVID times. So there's yeah. been a massive increase in people working from home, sat at a desk. Would you say that that's probably led to more people suffering with pain across a point across their body, possibly? Do you know what? I don't think it has. And I think the reason for that is because people aren't commuting. So they're, you know, they're actually, they're probably not sat at their desk for any more than they would have been pre-COVID, but actually they're not commuting. And... I think what we've seen a, a, you know, a real uplift in with COVID is people looking after their own health. There's people doing, you know, 
whether it was Joe Wicks, you know, getting people moving, whether it's, you know, the, the Peloton, you know, sort of app and, and that getting, getting people moving. There are more and more people who have, and I, think, and I hope, I really hope to God that one of the legacies of COVID is that people have found a new love for exercise and they've found more time to exercise. Whilst most people won't have done more flexibility, just by moving, you maintain flexibility. You know, a healthy human body doesn't actually need to exercise, but it absolutely needs to move. So whether you are dancing, whether you are doing a Joe Wicks, whether you're doing a HIIT workout, whether you're gardening, whether you're playing with your kids, you know, I mean, I know you've got kids, yours are, yours are a little bit older than mine, but, you know, they're a long way off being toddlers. But one of the best workouts I challenge anybody to do is actually mimic and copy what a toddler does for half an hour. Guarantee you'd be sweating buckets out of breath and won't last more than 12 minutes. You know, yeah. it's movement is the key. And so I, I think actually one of the leg, you know, one of the legacies with COVID is actually people are moving more of their own, which, uh, you know, which is a good thing, you know, not necessarily good for business, but definitely good for the health of the nation from that point of view. No, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. I, I mean, I definitely, certainly um, when the weather was better, um, I definitely saw a lot of people out like walking, especially during the lockdown. I saw people mm. kind of out, you know, walking, running, cycling. I hope it continues. And again, I feel for, you know, gym owners, you know, particularly the private gym owners, you know, they, they must have had a horrible year. But I think we've probably not seen too much pain because the gyms haven't been open. I think if you probably had as much increase in exercise in a gym setting where there's weights available, where there's more equipment available, we probably would have had more injuries. But because people have been limited to what they can get their hands on and, you know, you know, home exercise equipment sold out within about two days, I think, from when the first lockdown, that's probably helped people because, again, the safest form of exercise, in my opinion, is body weight exercise, you know, and that, that doesn't create as much trauma on the joints. Yeah, definitely. Just to ask you a little bit then in terms of like, if, say, someone was to come and work with you, like, a little bit about how you, you, your approach really first contact with somebody you know is, you know what what's the problem why would you want to come and work with us you know and there's a six-month commitment or a 12-month commitment from you know from day one so we spend you know a good chunk of time having a chat with them understanding their their drivers their motivations you know that we all talk about our why don't we you know it's you know why would somebody want to do that why would they want to um go through that process um so but then once we once somebody's agreed that you know we are the right place for them then it's about our whole ethos is about creating balance in the body and um we use um a four doctors approach which stems from the work of hippocrates and he coached his patients to find balance for him it was three doctors okay it was dr diet it was dr quiet and dr happiness um and he believed that if his patients you know found balance between those in those three areas of life with a small amount of herbal help, they would, you know, they would ail, cure their ails. And, you know, he obviously had a certain amount, you know, a decent amount of success because we still talk about him now. You know, he is considered the modern, you know, the father of modern medicine. So what we do is we, you know, the, I studied with a, a US institute based in San Diego, the Czech Institute, which, you know, which is a, a world leader for corrective exercise and holistic health. Uh, corrective exercise being all about correcting imbalances and dysfunctions within the body, both movement and also postural. Um, and so in, from the, the teachings of, of that, they've added for the fourth doctor into it, which is doctor movement. You know, in Hippocrates' day, um, you know, movement was, or life was movement, you know, not so much now as, as we've, we've spoken about. 
So our approach is then to really go top to toe with our clients. We look at them top to toe, inside and out, back to front, and look at as many different things as we can to find out where they're out of balance. So we do, I, th- I totted it up once. I think the, the initial assessment we do with clients has about 390 different measurements taken. Um, and, and it's everything from the mobility of your, your ankle through to the stability of your lumbar spine, um, through to the, the movement, as I talked about, that kinetic chain within the forward bend. We look at the deep muscles of the core and how they function. Um, and we really do go into a lot of depth. And I find clients are really interested in that. You know, hey, we're all human beings. We're nosy. We love to learn about ourselves. You know, it's our favorite subject. So, so we, that's, that's on the physical side. But then we look at them nutritionally. Um, we look at their rest and relaxation strategies, their lifestyle in terms of are they, you know, I've had people in the past, long-term back pain sufferers, and the single biggest thing we did was getting to bed on time. You know, this was a lad who was not getting to bed, um, and the body goes through its physiological repair cycles between the hours of 10, 10 slash 10.30 to 2 slash 2.30. And, you know, he wasn't getting, getting enough sleep. You know, bring, you know, and it wasn't just sleep, but actually that was almost the, the sort of the, the straw that gained enough momentum to push him over the top of the hill and get his body healing itself. As I said to you at the very start, you know, it takes time to recreate a habit. It takes time to undo all those things that you've been doing. So, and, you know, the stats on how long it takes to recreate a habit, you know, anywhere from about 18 days up to 65 days or 80 odd days, you know, I'm still happy with, a, you know, about 30 to 40, which basically means in a six month program, you've probably only got six things you can change. You know, yeah. which actually isn't that many. Um, so then once we've built, you know, I, I generally know the path and the program that client's going to take within about 10 days, you know, once we've done all the analysis. But then it's about delivering it to them in a manner that they can incorporate, that they can embrace and they can actually apply. I, you know, I hold my hands up. I've been guilty in the past of, you know, designing these amazing programs, which are wonderful. They cover all sorts of things that nobody in their right mind would even think about. But when they do it, it's going to be brilliant. Nobody could do it. Nobody, you know, the results were rubbish because people couldn't apply it, you know. And I often say to people, like, you know, I earn my money. We as a company earn our money in actually just giving people enough to do that they can do. And then once they've got that, you give them something else to do. And when they've got that, you give them something else to do. And it's, it's that step-by-step approach. Almost by doing less, we do more. Um, but I think it takes a certain, uh, certainly a certain amount of experience, a certain amount of maturity, and you know, may I say, no little expertise to understand that actually just giving something something simple, you know, one at a time, is actually way more effective than uh, than you know trying to blow their socks off. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, and that then then basically it's. It, however long we work with them, it's it's walking them through the steps, you know, finding them balanced within their four doctors. And, and you know, those things work, you know, so celebrating success, but there's also things that don't work. And we have to navigate our way around that. And, you know, not everything goes right first time. I One of my stock lines to anybody that comes to work with us with a bad back is I'm going to make it worse. You know, at some point I will make you back worse, but we'll have only done one or two things before that. So we just reverse engineer it and we understand what happens and that adds to the picture. And then we move forward in a different way. You know, the, uh, you know, the <laughs> interestingly, we used to run three, six and 12 month programs. And the only pro- programs I ever had a problem with was the three month ones with the back pain guys and girls. So we just stopped doing them and uh, results went through the roof. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I was, yeah, I, I kind of I definitely uh, think sometimes it's about giving people stuff that they can do, but it's achievable. Not too easy, not too hard, but stuff that they can do, and then you can you can progress it as you need yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I know it's one of the things um, I'm quite interested in actually because I think you do some work with pre-diabetics and diabetics, and I'm actually working with um, some people who are pre-diabetic at the moment. Okay. So yeah, I'd be quite interested um, to know a little bit more about that maybe. Yeah. So I think for me, the the number one thing that diabetics and pre-diabetics have to get their head around is that they are allergic to sugar. You know, and in the same way as if you're allergic to nuts, you don't eat nuts. Okay. And if you're allergic to gluten, you don't eat gluten. If you're allergic to shellfish, you don't eat shellfish. You know, the difference with diabetics is they don't necessarily have an anaphylactic shock and therefore they don't take it as seriously. And, you know, and generally speaking, you don't de develop an allergy to nuts. You do, in my, my opinion, a lot of a lot of the Western world have developed and given themselves uh, allergies aller slash intolerance can't speak, allergies slash intolerances to things like dairy, things like gluten, things like other, other bits that we, you know, we're more used to hearing about. But I think with diabetics, it's having that mindset of I'm allergic to sugar and anything that breaks down into sugar. And so I then got to really help to balance my blood sugars at every single hour of every single day. And, you know, in my experience with them, the quicker they learn that lesson, the better they get at implementing that, the quicker it reverses, you know, and it's almost, it's almost a dirty word to talk about reversing diabetes, you know, but it's definitely possible, um, you know, and, and I think there's, I think, you know, there's more and more people coming around to that idea, you know, that you don't have to be diabetic for life, you know, it is possible to reverse it. But I think the difficulty is, as an individual, you have to accept you're the one that's you're to blame you know it's it's your fault you may be following advice of others but there's only one person putting food in your mouth and that's yeah you. if someone was say if they'd be say if someone had been diagnosed as being pre-diabetic or was type, uh, type 2 diabetes without yeah. giving all your trade secrets away would you have like maybe a tip for them that they could yeah. kind of take away hey, look you know it's not about trade secrets ben you know there's very <laughs> Very little that I do that isn't widely available. Um, you know, there's a few things, but the reality is, you know, information is readily available. Transformation, you need to come and work with someone like me, you know, yeah. and that's the, that's the difference. But the, the trade secret, I, I think the trade secret is, you know, get away from complex, starchy, high GI foods, okay? Carbohydrates are not good for you if you're diabetic. OK, yes, we need fiber. We need vegetables. We need some some fruits, but no, nowhere near as much quantity as we've been brought up to believe. Um, and the you know, the, the, the vast majority of dietitians and nutrition nutritionists will talk about the eat well plate. And I think fundamentally, that's the problem. You know, the eat well plate is wrong. OK, they categorize carbohydrates and vegetables as different things. They categorize fiber as different things. It's all you try to get, you, you know, you give me a natural food stuff that has fiber in it that doesn't have carbohydrates in or that, you know, or isn't a vegetable. It doesn't exist on this planet. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's probably one or two things I can't think of right now, but it's nonsense. You know, realistically, we've got, and, why, and the way I break it down for clients is your plate should be made up of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Okay. And the smaller the distance and the easier you can track from the field to the plate, the better that food is for you.
You know, I used to do some work way back with kids in schools, uh, budding sportsmen and women. And, and it was the same lesson to them. You know, you sit there for a second and plot the course from the field to your plate. If you can do it in five steps or less, you eat that food. And if it can't, or if it's had more, you know, more ingredients thrown into it, or if you, you just, you know, it's got 10 steps to it because it's been, you know, processed and manipulated and, and anything else, yeah, let it pass by. It's not for you. Yeah, no, I think it's. I think that's a fair point, and I think um, I think that's. Uh, I do think that's something that is quite misunderstood by people. But it's it's um it's very sad actually because you know pre, um you know, I'm sure you've seen this. Is you know there's there's, there's young kids now who are getting pre becoming pre diabetic and developing yeah, type two yeah. diabetes, which mm. you know probably twenty or thirty years was very very rare. Mm. No, it is it is sad, and I you know I'm. I'm very big on personal responsibility and, you know, and I will sit there and tell my clients, um, I don't do it out in public or, you know, to anybody else, but if, if people are working with me, you know, they'll know what's their fault and what isn't. But equally that's, it doesn't mean that I blame them for it because I think actually there's not enough of this sort of thing going on. There's not enough people putting out there clearly thought out clearly considered advice there are too many people just churning out stuff that isn't working you know and if we look at nutrition in 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 the uk in west in the western world it isn't working you know so why are we why are we thinking it is you know the vast majority of the population want to be healthy they want to do the right thing but the advice they're getting is wrong and unfortunately there are too many vested interests too much money to be earned too many back pockets being lined for the truth to really come out. Um, and, you know, that's what's really sad. And like you say, the sad thing then is that, you know, the children are suffering. Yeah, no, de- definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it, we've definitely got a crisis in this country, just just going the same way as the, the, the um, United mm. States. Mm. Um, so, you know, if, um, if say, um, it, we're getting to the stage of the year now where, I mean, I hate this expression, but I am going to say it. I am going to say it. I, I, Go on, I, say hold, it. I you. you know, the new year, new me thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I must personally, I completely against it simply because I think if someone is wanting to make a positive change in their life, they should just get on with it and not come up with reasons to delay it. But that's mm. just, that's just my personal perspective. But, you know, if the listeners out there thinking, okay, it's nearly, it's nearly the end of the year. I haven't done it this year. I'm going to do it in the new year. What kind of tips or would, what suggestion might you have for someone go, okay, let's, let's make it different this time? <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, you probably hit the nail on the head there. You know, and I, I'm with you. I did, a, I did a Facebook Live thing last week or start of this week, I think. Um, you know, I absolutely hate the new year resolution. But equally, I, I do think that this, you know, people need a, a reason to change. Human beings are lazy, okay? They will only change for one of two reasons, to move away from pain or towards pleasure, okay? And even if you're moving towards pleasure, okay, the pleasure of the outcome has to be greater than the pain of making the change, all right? And it's, it's as simple as that. And, and so, in, you know, and actually I've taken on, and we, we do a lot of work on this at this time, but we're doing it at the moment. We're talking to people that, you know, are listening to us and actually saying, make the commitment now, you know, we're speaking, you know, middle of December. OK, the people that make that commitment now, now don't take any action, for God's sake, because, you know, in reality, everybody, and particularly this year of all years, but people need to enjoy Christmas. They need to be able to relax, take a load off and recharge the batteries. But if you if you sign up now, if you pay money now, 
okay, to get started in January, you're, I, I reckon, you know, and this is only anecdotal, but you know, your chances of success are at least 50% higher, okay, because it's considered, it's thought through, and you've decided what you want to do. So, you know, what, what are the advice, what is the advice if, you, you know, if you're going on that health kick in January? I think the number one is, do, like you said, do something different that you've never done before. You know, don't decide you're going to do it on the 29th, 30th, and Christ, not about 11.55 on the 20th, you know, on the 31st of December, because that just isn't going to work. You know, I guess the other, the other one which kind of messes with people's head is if you really don't want to do it, accept it, enjoy who you are, be who you are, and, you know, and just make the most of that because you're pretty darn good as and pretty darn special as it is. You know, don't set yourself up and beat yourself up for failure. But for those people who want to do it, it comes back to mindset as well, fundamentally. Decide why you want to do it. What are you going to get? Who are you going to be that is better, okay, when you've achieved this than, than you're not right now, okay? And that takes a bit of, a bit of gumption, takes a bit of courage, um, but actually sit down and work out, right, when I am stone and a half lighter, who am I? Am I a better human being? Am I a better father, better mother, better son, better husband, better wife, you know, better employee, better boss? It doesn't matter. What am I, what am I getting that's better? And um, um, keep that focus in. And then again, the other, the other thing that I do is don't be afraid to reach out to somebody and get the, you know, and engage. I probably professionally, you know, the, the services of somebody that's done it before. You know, because, okay, COVID has taught us that people can get themselves fit and they've done some fairly good jobs on that. But the likes of you and I have been doing this for years. We know how to shortcut some things. We know what the things that are worth doing, the things that aren't. And if you're going to be this better person, well, how much would you pay to be that better person? You know, and I guarantee they would pay more than you and I would charge them. You know, so don't be afraid to, you know, and I know people can say personal trainers are scary and they're this, that and the other. Most of us aren't. You know, you've just got to, you've got to be willing to approach them, but you don't have to engage somebody. But, you know, if you're really serious about it, invest in yourself. It's an investment in your health. It's an investment in your, your future. You know, like you, I just want people to enjoy being healthy, enjoy being fit and to get the benefits of that because I know when they do, they're happier people. Um, you know, more fun to be around. They have more fun. Life's just, you know, just better. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely noticed that. Where I, I think, I think generally people are more active and fit. Generally, have a bit more of a spring in their step. And it's an interesting one talking about the whole investment side of things because, like, for example, this week I had to get my car, my car emitted in service. Now, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not handy with tools. I don't have proper toolkit. I don't have the knowledge directly to do it. Now. Yeah, I probably I probably could have done it myself if I really, really wanted to. But it would have taken me a heck of a lot of time. I'd have probably potentially made things worse. It would have probably cost me loads of money. Mm. So you know what I did? I sent my car to a car to a garage where the mechanics know what they're doing. And, and it's done. It's costing me some money. But yeah. I probably in the long run, I've probably saved myself loads of time, loads of hassle, and potentially loads of money as well. And yeah. I think potentially people need to have a similar outlook if they're thinking about investing in themselves and their, their health and their well-being you know that analogy of the of the mot and the car service is absolutely right you know most of us don't even consider you know we've all got cars in the same way as we've all got bodies you know but nobody would consider servicing their own vehicle 
Um, um, the odd person, but only because yeah, they know. Yeah, the odd person they're... wouldn't, and fair play to them, but I wouldn't. Only because so. they know. Only because they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, but again, we all think we know what we're doing with with health and with you know with health kicks, and you know, some do. You know, absolutely, some do. But you know, equally, those that don't aren't afraid to ask a mechanic to do the car. So those that don't, you know, ask ask you know health health people to help them out in that. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. Um, I, I mean, I don't have any other questions. I don't know if there's anything in particular you quickly wanted to share that we we, we haven't discussed or, or. Yeah, well, actually, there is, and we, we sort of touched on the, the sort of the COVID um, thing, and obviously, you know, how can you not talk about 2020 without talking about COVID? But one of the things that we're doing at the moment, and you know, I'd be very grateful for any uh, connections yourself or your your listeners can pass out is. A lot of the, the the symptoms of long COVID, you know, people are not recovering from COVID as quickly as, as we expect or as they expect. And there's now this term long COVID and there's different sections of long COVID and other bits. But one of those sections um, is very much representing a sort of a lack of vitality. It's, you know, low energy. It's poor sleep. It's yes, the, the lungs are taking a hammering. So there's kind of, you know, respiratory issues in there. And, and there's, there's talk of it mimicking things like chronic fatigue and ME and other, other bits and pieces like that. But the more research I do, the more synergy there is between the symptoms people are getting with this kind of this low vitality, this low energy, long COVID, and the things that a lot of our clients have had over the years. So I am running a sort of a COVID immune system boot camp in January. And the first one we're doing is very much a pilot, you know, because... I think we've got a chance of making it, you know, making a contribution into that, that sort of debate, but I need some people who've suffered with it to come and, you know, work with me on that. So I'm very much looking to, um, you know, make connections with people who are willing to sort of, you know, give themselves a bit of a health kick in, in January. Um, but particularly those who have suffered with the virus, um, I'm equally willing to open it up to people who are vulnerable and are worried about connect, uh, contracting the virus. But, um, you know, like I said, I genuinely see a synergy between the, the, the holistic benefits of programs that we've run that clients have had um, and, and would like to test it out further. So, you know, if you can help on that, if your listeners can help on that, I'd be really, really grateful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I don't know who's, who is listening, but um, they, they may have suffered from COVID themselves or they may, you know, unfortunately, there's a good chance that they know someone who, who has suffered or potentially mm. Even suffering with long COVID, so there's obviously an opportunity for them to reach out to you. So no, that's not a problem at all, Tim. It's been um, an absolute pleasure as always. Thanks so much for taking the time to um, come and have a conversation with me. Um, what I'll be asking you to do, as I am asking all my other guests, I'm going to ask you to basically send me some show notes so that when, when people have listened to this, they can then find all your information and links to your social media. And you obviously you can put information to any any channels that you want. And of course, if you want to put a bit of information about your COVID immune system bootcamp, again, yeah. if people want to kind of find out a bit more about that, they can they can do that. So thanks very much uh, for coming on. It's been really really interesting. No problems at all, Ben. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you.